right, what is going on, guys? Welcome to the very first episode of the PlayStation Squad podcast. My name is Brian. I'm going to be your host this evening, uh, and I'm also here with my buddy Stevo. Say say hi, Stevo. How's everybody doing tonight? Hopefully, this is uh, receiving everybody well. Uh, tonight's episode, the very first episode of our podcast, is going to be about remakes of popular games and i'm not talking about rebooting a whole series and like making it all new i'm talking about re-releasing old games in hd quality basically taking old games with a graphic overhaul and better performance on the newer machines stuff like that uh the only one that comes to mind like in recent memory that i know has been very popular uh especially in the playstation store here recently still number one in the u.s and the uk uh the crash bandicoot insane trilogy which is a uh rehash of the first three crash bandicoot games uh so i've seen some gameplay i haven't actually had my hands on this game yet uh i plan to but from the gameplay I've seen, it seems like they have pretty well maintained the original mechanics uh, and story of the original three games. But the visuals on it are absolutely stunning. Like it seems like uh, they've got the the light rays and everything redone to better match the capacity and power of the newer systems. So they basically took the old three games and made it better for the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Pro. No, I, I absolutely agree that the visuals, like you said, if you watch the the comparisons between the two, um, when I first saw it, you know, having gone through it before, you, you really don't realize how much the visuals have been, you know, uh, changed over the years, but back when you played it it was it was the game you played and it was a good game but now the new visuals it just brings a whole new theatrical to the game right like when we played it back in the day uh at that point it was like that was the high point of graphics and now looking back from the stuff that we play nowadays it's like oh my god what were we playing yeah it was, it's almost comical to look back at it and be like oh man I do like the features, how they kept some of the movements in and some of the facial expressions of the characters. Um, yeah. But the visuals, I mean, you look back at it and you're like, oh, man, that was that was absolutely terrible what we were playing back then. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, I will say with some of the playthroughs I've seen of, uh, like, YouTubers playing through the series and everything, they've had some nitpicky points about certain sounds and stuff being removed or changed in the game from what it was originally. Uh, certain animations were changed and stuff like that. Uh, one comes to mind in the Insane Trilogy for Crash, when you got the white gym at the end of the levels, uh, he would do like this little dance, and apparently between the two, from the old one to the new, the dance has changed slightly, and uh, it's got a few people, like I wouldn't say angry, but they're kind of just nitpicking at it. But I, I could see, I mean, I could see, like, how they could be slightly upset about that. But you got to think, being brought to a new generation of console, not everything can stay the same. I mean, I'm, I'm open for, for variables. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw at some point in the future, especially maybe not particularly with this one, but bringing nostalgic gameplay back to the new gen. Um, having the availability for either microtransaction or DLC where you got to 
kind of insert your own celebration, sort of like the emotes and uh, other features, you know, in, in other games that, that we've got nowadays where you can kind of buy those. Um, having that accessibility now with the new gen, I wouldn't put that off the radar for, right. for any game developer. Likening kind of to the microtransactions that we have in Destiny right now where you can buy emotes and celebrations and all that different stuff. I, I could definitely see that being brought to the older generation of games being remade on the new system. I could see that for sure. Um, and along with that insane trilogy, I loved the three that they redid. Like I played the hell out of those when I was younger, uh, being gen one PlayStation fanboy and everything. <laughs> uh, but I think my favorite to play with other people was the crash team racing. This was like basically PlayStation's version of Mario Kart because at the time, uh, just being at the beginning of the PlayStation life life cycle, Crash Bandicoot was their main mascot. Basically, uh, Crash was pretty much PlayStation's Super Mario at that point. So I guess at that point they were trying to take it in that same direction, almost maybe not the same direction, but within the same vein of gaming. And I, I have so, so many fond memories of sitting around a box of Pizza Hut pizza after school and getting on there and just beating the hell out of my friends on Crash Team Racing, you know. just It was all around just a good party game, and I would like to see that rehashed in HD. Because at this point in time, we don't have very many couch co-op games or even couch competitive games. And I want to see something that would bring friends back together on the couch in the same living room, four controllers... You know what I mean? Everything's online now, and I would like to see some of that couch co-op brought back into the household. Oh, I absolutely agree. Um, I wasn't much on that end of the spectrum. I, I pretty much stuck to the original gameplay there on Crash Bandicoot. and I think that, you know, unlike the others that have come from the past to the new generation, um, I really feel like this one's going to be more played and obviously we see that with with how high it is on the charts and where it's maintaining right now especially on the platforms um i think that uh if that were to happen it would definitely start to bridge that gap i think there was a a relatively similar game um super smash brothers you know i think that's really the last uh couch you know co-op game that we were able to have and that was still a few years ago and that's still played today so i think that if it was brought to the uh, forefront and, and got the HD remastering that it needed, it would really kind of play a role with that whole couch co-op, friends right there in your face, and uh, kind of bragging rights, take you back to your roots. I think it would play well with everybody. Right, right. Being able to talk the trash right there to their face while they're sitting in your living room. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> I know even now, like, uh, in the local area around here, there's still a lot of, like, professional, competitive Smash Brothers players that still go to places like Level Up uh, and anywhere that they can, really, to do small competitions and tournaments and stuff. But there are some guys around here that are actually playing on, like, a national level. These guys go up against the best of the best of the best. And it all started from that, that couch co-op thing. Like, I know these guys didn't start on a national level. It all had to start there in that living room after school, sitting around the box of Pizza Hut Pizza, you know. And it, it kept going from there to the national level. So 
the couch co-op I think actually inspires a lot of people to go on and do other things but it's always nice to come back to the couch co-op aspect of it I feel oh I agree um, I'm, I'm honestly for me personally I'm just excited for the opportunity for another nostalgic game being brought forward um, I haven't played too much of the the new Super Mario's and you know everything coming back from the past but Crash Bandicoot was kind of, you know, that go-to, like you said, after school. Um, it's It was easy to pick up the controls at a young age. Um, yep. The gameplay was, you know, it was a beginner of the free-run games where you had to, you know, run from different obstacles and through obstacle courses right. and enemies. And, and then you would actually get to the areas where you got, you know, had to do different puzzles and gameplay. So I think that was one of the first early games, I, I, I would say, after the original Nintendo Super Mario that we kind of broke into. You know, that and Sonic. So, um, yeah. it, it's it's exciting to see where that's going to go and uh, whether that's going to branch out into additional games of that genre. Right. Um, the only other thing that I know about Crash, as far as the new one goes everybody's saying that the the three-dimensional controls are actually a little bit more difficult to get used to than the standard 2d ones from the original because you have that that depth to judge now between your platform jumping and all that stuff instead of it being right there you actually have to jump into the foreground the background stuff like that you've got full three-dimensional movement now and people are saying that it's a lot harder to control than the original i mean i can understand that but yeah, I, I think as players we are going to uh, adapt and overcome just about any obstacle, especially for something we're so interested in and heartfelt about. Um, you know, it, it's it's still top of the charts. It's been there since it come out on day one. Um, yeah. I don't see it going down really soon. Uh, of course, we've got some, some major developers coming out near the end of the year, so it'll get knocked off eventually. But I think for the time being, uh, those that, that had it in their time will either be some of the ones that are already on it or getting ready to buy it um, or passing it down to the next generations. So I don't think that any small piece, um, even the celebratory at the end, I don't, I don't think any small piece to, you know, knock the old is really going to hinder any new players from coming in and enjoying the game. Exactly. And even with the new stuff coming out, like the big names, uh, Call of Duty, Destiny, all that stuff that's coming out later this year. I think even with our generation, going into the new games we're, we're still going to be coming back to stuff like the insane trilogy just to get that that feeling of nostalgia go back to that feeling of childhood you know uh just to take a break from the new triple a titles it's something that you can just sit back and relax and play on your own time yeah i think it takes you out of that uh try hard mentality when when you're able to <laughs> take a take a deep breath and kind of enjoy some of your childhood so uh yeah, for that reason play, alone play i think crash. it's good play through crash without having to worry about corner campers with shotguns <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh riding on the tail of that i've also heard some rumors coming out of sony netherlands that uh a spyro hd remake could possibly be in the near future uh, we haven't really gotten too much information out of that yet so far it's just rumor and speculation but as, like I said before, a Gen 1 PlayStation fanboy, I would absolutely love to see this. Uh, if they're going to do the original trilogy like that, I would be fine, because that means that A Year of the Dragon would be getting remade, 
And that was the main one that I played growing up. That was my all-time favorite. When I grew out of it, I gave that game to my niece when she got her first PlayStation. So Spyro's got a really, really big spot in my heart. Oh, I, I completely agree. Um, it, you know, it's... I hate to say it, but honestly, if if it came out next to Crash, I would buy Spyro over Crash today. Um, even if it came with a few quirks here and there, uh, being that it was brought to the new gen, and you know we see Crash having a few there, and it, even if they had that in Spyro, I, I feel like it was a more enjoyable game. Um, there was a little bit more free roam to it. Uh, had a better feel, yeah. I think, for me personally, and. Um, yeah, I think that it would honestly be number one, and Crash would be number two at this point, uh, just just from personal opinion, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, I, I could absolutely see that. It's just another one of those that you can sit back and play casually, just run around and save the other dragons, hunt down eggs, collect dragonflies, you know, all the nostalgic stuff. Uh but I, I definitely say Year of the Dragon, which was the third game in the series, was absolutely my favorite. Uh, when I was growing up, I only had a, a very few games for my original PlayStation. Um, I had Croc, I had Spyro, Year of the Dragon, uh, Crash Bandicoot, of course, uh, Apocalypse, and Wild 9, I think, were the five that I had growing up. So all those games have a real big spot in my heart, and I'd, I'd pretty much like to see any of them get an HD remake. But since Spyro's already got the rumors surrounding him right now, like that's, that's starting to look really good. And I think Sony would probably make a killing releasing that, even on the heels of uh, Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, if, if they they're gonna make a short. they're gonna make a ton either way. It, you know, like you said, oh, yeah. even if even if it come out next to the AAA games near the end of this year, Spyro comes out. You know, just imagine you've got you know Destiny dropping in uh, September and uh, you know Call of Duty in November. Those are going to be your two big hits this year, I think. Um, there's a lot of other brands coming out, but those are always going to be the hype. And even if you drop Spyro in October in the middle of these two, um, or even in December as a Christmas special, I, I still think it's going to hit right up there next to those two without a problem. Oh, yeah. In sales and playtime, everything. And, uh, like, the price point here um, for the HD remakes, like, for uh, the Insane Trilogy right now, uh, it's 40 bucks. But with that price tag, you're also getting three games. So I would say it's a little bit on the high side, but then when you look at it, you're getting three games for 40 bucks. That's really not all that bad. So with the sales being as good as they were for Crash at that price point, I think they could probably do pretty close to the same for Spyro. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I kind of looked at it from the, the other perspective as well. I mean, these games weren't very large when they come out, so it, this isn't a... a 30 or 40 gigabyte game um so i think that they had to release it into three you know three different games all bundled into one for for one lower price than you would as a normal game just from the sheer right. size of it but i still think that even if it's a game like that that you're gonna play and, and you're gonna play it faithfully and repetitively and you're gonna beat it and you're gonna start over it's just one of those games that's always you know fun to, to play again um the younger generation can play it so it's something that you know can bridge the gap between 
the gamers of our generation that have been here for a very long time. Uh, and then those that want to bring in some family members. I mean, I, I just talked to my, uh, my wife the other day and I said, you know, Hey, look, I, I enjoyed crash bandicoot, but got a lot of big games coming up this year. And, and I, I can't say that I'm gonna dedicate all of my time to it. Um, and she said, you know, Hey, look, if you buy it, I'll, I'll be playing it. So yeah, if, that, right. if that's what it takes, then, uh, you know, that, that alone is going to sell some, uh, sell some games. Exactly. And even as, uh, like with us, we're both dads. So we, we like to bring our kids up as proper gamers. That means not throwing them into the new generation right off the bat. you got to make them climb that gaming ladder just like we did. Start them off down at the bottom and let them make their way up to their Call of Duty and Destiny and stuff like that. So I could definitely see pulling my son into the HD remakes of like Crash and Spyro and stuff like that and let him play through that. And uh, I feel like... You know, since we enjoyed them so much as kids, I, I think our children would too, especially with all the, the colors and the animations and stuff like that, because my kid's only four right now, my son Connor, and uh, it doesn't really take much to keep his attention as far as uh, screen time goes, so I believe that he would have a lot of fun with these HD remakes, and it'd make it a lot easier for us to connect and stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because have questions. I don't know if we're the only ones, you know, that'd be something that I'd love to get a poll from the uh, listeners on if we could um, at some point in the future. You know, we have that same mentality of, well, if the kids are going to play, then, you know, why not start them out with a Nintendo? You know, A, B, up, down, left, right, start and select. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, <laughs> we've come so far from those days, but it, it just <laughs> feels right to have them start yeah. there, you know? You gotta exactly. you gotta climb that ladder, like you said, and really earn those stripes as a gamer over the years. Uh, yeah. hey, you, you may not be, and there's probably view, you know listeners out there like this that you may not be the one with the top KD, or, or you may not be the one with the the high kill streaks, whatever game you're playing. Um, you may not be the top of the leaderboard when it comes to points on on the favorite arcade game down the street, but when you yep. come from you know, Nintendo all the way up to where we are now. Um, I think you have the right to call yourself a, a dedicated gamer for, for a long time. So <laughs> oh, kudos yeah, to you. And if, gamer. Yeah. And if you've got your kids <laughs> that you want to make climb that ladder, I'd love to see. Mm-hmm. Just like us right now, uh, we actually have a, a retro system in our living room. It's preloaded with all the original Nintendo, Super Nintendo games. Uh, it's got some Sega Genesis on there, a few from like the N64 and GameCube and everything like that. So I've actually got my son started playing like I did on the original Super Mario Brothers and having him work his way up like that. And then every now and again, I let him jump on Call of Duty for the on the PlayStation and stuff. And even he is blown away by the difference in the controller, the graphics, and the gameplay, the 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 depth of it all, all that stuff, the storytelling. He's just like, wow, Dad, you grew up playing this archaic <laughs> video <laughs> game? <laughs> and then, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, we did. We did. We grew up in a... I guess it was kind of a low point in the gaming industry. It hadn't really caught on at that point, so there wasn't all that much effort being put into it, but the the ones that were putting in the effort like the creators of Super Mario and Sonic and all those guys they've they they've put in enough effort to keep their brands and their games going on through generations, decades. Right. And it's amazing to see that 
all this stuff that we used to play is actually still going on today. Yeah, and then and then you've got you know these guys that built the foundation of gaming. Um, they're still around today, but without them, the developers today really wouldn't have had the great foundation to build on where to take gaming. I mean, right? It, it, I wasn't a you know I was I was still in diapers when Pong was around on Atari, but <laughs> you know I, I for me you know it's Asteroid and and Pong and Atari in itself. I mean I know that's where it all started, but if you really look back and you think about where did the development and the acceleration begin, um, I'd have to say late 80s, early 90s, um, when we were young and, and just putting a controller in our hands that was unplugged and we thought we were playing, but we weren't. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that's really when games took trip, off. Trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so having the kids start out at that, hats off to you for being able to uh, have that set up at this particular moment. Um, unfortunately mine, same, same age range, uh, mine's still stuck on Minecraft. So, uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely got to knock him down the ladder a little bit and have him start from the bottom. <laughs> yeah. You, you let him start a little too far up the ladder. Um, now as far as the HD remakes and stuff go now, uh, we've got crash we possibly could have Spyro in the near future. But there are still so many games from my past that I would love to see have an HD remake on the new generation of systems. Um, like one of my first games that I had, Wild 9. I would absolutely love to play through the story of the Wild 9 again on the PS4. So getting to control Wex and all those other guys and throw people around into the different torture devices with the rig again, that would be absolutely amazing in HD. Um, I know this is probably an unpopular opinion because everybody's favorite Final Fantasy was 7, but I would like to see an HD remake of Final Fantasy 8 because that was my favorite. That was my first Final Fantasy game, the first one I ever beat. And I, I would like to see it redone with better graphics. They wouldn't have to worry about voice acting because there was none in the original game. So <laughs> that it could probably be a little easier to do. Um, another one from my childhood, Tiny Tank. If you guys have never played Tiny Tank from the original PlayStation, I would advise you to download an emulator or go buy an old PlayStation and a copy of this game and play through it. Not only was it fun to play, but the humor in that game was absolutely phenomenal. I would like to see that come back in HD as well. Because of the gameplay and everything, it's really simple to pick up, really easy to play. Uh, but the humor, I think, is what really made that game. There were so many jokes that, as a child, went over my head. But now that I've gone back and played it again, uh, you pick up on those and you find out it was actually hilarious. Um... And then my all-time favorite game, hands down, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. If anybody that can make that happen is listening to this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> please push it through. That game had everything. Platforming, loot collecting, uh, difficult enemies, excellent storytelling. The whole Castlevania series as a whole had an amazing backstory and now I've seen that the, they've got a series of it on Netflix and uh, I've already watched the first season of it myself because you know I love Castlevania 
but I would love to see Symphony of the Night redone as an HD remake for the PS4. So if anybody out there can make that happen, please push for it. Absolutely. Um, some of the remakes, I think, um, for me, it would really just, you know, I feel like we've overdone Super Mario and a lot of the original games that we all started out with. But, um, right. you know, it's, it's got to be those under undertone developers that you either knew about or you, you knew about the game and you played it or you did uh, for me um, you know I, I would like to see a remake just from an arcade standpoint and um, you know it's just one of those couch and co-op type of uh, bragging rights I guess you'd say uh, we grew up on it doing the same exact thing uh, there were, I don't think there was even any multiplayer back then but uh, it was uh, rushed <laughs> 2049 on such a popular console, I must say, uh, Dreamcast. In <laughs> fact, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was a small game, a uh, little bit of racing, a um, little bit of fighting, but uh, good times. It was back when you know they had the green um, acceleration strips all over the maps, and uh, to help those of us that really just didn't know how to drive, I think I was one of those. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, going back to those times where it was more bump and grind and than actual finesse and racing. Um, right. Yeah, you know, I think you took the corners on the corner on purpose just so you'd hit the other team member and slow down. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I don't know about you, but oh, I yeah. still race like that. So yes. Um, <laughs> to Regardless see one of, of those. Yeah, yeah. To see one of those <laughs> and um and the quality of racing that they have today you know we've got some really big developers right now doing some great racing um to have like one of those Turismo and stuff right like right that. and and to have one of those take on something like you know an old prodigy of rush 2049 and turn it into something that was to today's standards i think would it, just the <clears throat> uncanny abilities you had in that game was just uh comical at times but extremely fun yeah. and a I think it would be a good make for uh, a, a couch co-op and, and competition. That would be cool to have the couch co-op option along with like an online play option. That would be cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's about all the time we've got for tonight, guys. I appreciate everybody tuning in to the very first episode of our podcast. I'm going to try to get these out as often and as quickly as possible with the best production quality I can. Uh, I will actually be getting some new equipment come Thursday, so I might sound even better by that point. I don't know. Uh, Steve-O, I appreciate you stopping by tonight and having this little chat with me, man. Hey, I appreciate you having me, and uh, I'll come back anytime. You just let me know when. All right. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will see you in the next episode.